0: Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and uh today this is for our 3-0 defeat at home to Bournemouth in the Premier League. I'm confused, I'm annoyed. Um and my main point for today is just We've got to learn to finish our chances. We've got to learn to finish our chances. Oh, my God. Um, 3-0. I, I certainly didn't expect that. I kept thinking throughout watching this entire game that, oh, we'll, we'll come back. We're making loads of chances. We'll, we'll, we'll put two of them away. We'll make it 2-1. Job done. Uh, no, Bournemouth had other plans. Um. I'll tell you a little something. I'll tell you a little something indeed. You might think this is hyperbolic or silly. If we could put away the... heart, Let's say 50%. That's not much to ask for, right? If we could put away 50% of the chances that we make, we'd win the quadruple. Yeah, I think we would. Um, Forget letting in goals. I know that we let in a few too many goals, although some games we defend really well. But from this and the Chelsea game, I, I would say in both games, maybe even in, in quicker time in the Chelsea game, maybe the first 10 minutes in that one, we could have been 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 up in those first 10 to 20 minutes. I, 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 I just... And look, I, I I don't feel actually... Like, cause some of you might think, oh my God, you lost to Bournemouth the 3-0 at home, that's terrible. Yeah, the, the result is bad. I actually don't feel bad about... Losing this particular game, I mean it's not good let's be let's let's just be honest um I saw some beautiful things out on that football pitch today in terms of the performance now performance and results in football sometimes can be two very different things, such as today um I was very 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 happy with some of the movements I saw out on that pitch today. Um, I saw some incredible performances. I saw some really, really good bits of football being put together. I saw some players putting some really good tackles, some really good performances. We just could not score a goal. Not 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 one. We we couldn't score one today. Um, obviously, Bournemouth had some goals that were disallowed. Um, but credit to Bournemouth, you know, they 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 defended and held out held us out at Old Trafford. I don't imagine that's an easy thing to do. Uh so credit where credit's due, I, I've got no problem with crediting the opposition if I feel that they've played well. Because um, even with the Chelsea game that we did win, what was that, two one from the other day? Uh it should have been more. It should have been five or six, I, I I think definitely. Um if we've been giving the amount of space that we're getting and also creating the chances that we are, I just don't know what's wrong with this team. Um and look, let's say let's say we still signed to Holland. Right. And we still had all the attackers that we got now. Rashford, Ganacho, Marcel, uh, Anthony, all, all those people that we still got. Let's say we did sign Harry Kane, because you're thinking, okay, we've got problems scoring goals. Okay, how do you fix that problem? Uh, creating the chance to score the goals is not the problem, it's the decision making in the final third. And either a lack of shooting, or just that last pass that's wrong, or it's too short, or it's too long, or there's a shot that gets blocked, or saved, or missed. There's all sorts of different things. Okay, you go and get a world-class striker, right? That's what can save, that's what can solve, rather, your scoring issues. Let's say we did go and buy Harry Kane. Alright, let's 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 just put in a hypothetical. Let's say you put him in this very game itself. Would we be able to service him properly? Because it whether it's Martial or Rashford or Hoyland, obviously, some of those players have scored goals at points in the season. Obviously, we've we've still lacked goals, but they have scored goals. It's not like there's been nothing. And in the Champions League, we've seemingly had no problem giving Hoyland service. Uh, Rashford obviously has lacked in goals. Martial's picked up a few goals. But if we struggle so much <clears throat> excuse me, if we struggle so much to service our number nine, if you put in a better number nine in that same position, but you still have the problem surrounding it, which is that last pa- that last pass through or the cross into the box. Um, obviously, McTominay's picked up a few goals as well. Would putting Kane in this team fix that problem? I don't know that it would. I mean, I think we'd get one or two more goals. But you can pick, pick any striker for the history of the Premier League. Any, anyone that you want, pick, pick any of them. Could be from our team, could be from a different team. If you don't give a clinical striker the football, whether it's in a good position, bad position, whatever, if you don't get them the football to their feet, um, they simply can't score, can they? It's just as simple as that. And look, even with how much... Because some people could say, like, oh, you should have kept Ronaldo and all this kind of stuff, whatever, right? Even with how much Ronaldo fell off, there were still points where we were failing to service him. So whether it's Ronaldo or, obviously, Cavani we did well with, Hoyland, Martial, Rashford, whoever you want to pick. If you don't give that striker service in good positions, and not just once, you've got to keep feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding a striker. That's what they're there for. Um, It's becoming very annoying, and I got really, really annoyed with that with our... um, what game was it? The 3-3... Three, three, was it Galatasaray? The 3-3 three, three game where we had like 50 chances in 10 minutes or so. It wasn't actually that much, but it felt like it. And we just couldn't score. We we did, we we got into the box, sometimes on the edge of the box, and we just couldn't figure it out. Everton, we didn't seem to have that problem. Uh, Chelsea, we did score two, um, but we should have scored more. And even in a game where we do score more, right, and we do make it 2-1, but it should be 4-5-6-1... The problem with, let's say, the Chelsea game, just to talk about that a bit more, is, oh, cool, we're 2-1 up, we're winning the game. Oh, God, there's five or two minutes left. What if Chelsea nick a goal and they draw the game and we don't win, and because we've not been clinical enough again, uh, we fail to win the game. And this is this Bournemouth game is kind of where that's come to fruition. The, the the annoying and the funny thing is, I bet they bang them in all week in training. All week. I bet on Monday morning... They'll score 15 goals in... T- I don't know specifically what they do in training. I reckon in training they bang them in all week. I bet Hoyland scores 10, 15 goals a day. I bet Rashford scores loads of goals. I bet other players score loads of goals. We just can't do it on, on, on the day of the pitch. On the day that we're on the, on, in the games. Um. So yeah, there's there's that as well. Um so it's it's just really really annoying. And look, you can say what you want about us defensively. Should we let in three goals today? No. But I say again, you know, th- th- this kind of reminds me of the Galatasaray game, the three-three. Okay, we were winning three times, twice in that game, whatever it was. And okay, three-three, mistakes made. What do you what do you got to do then? You got to go and score more goals. If you can't stop letting in goals, you got to go and you got to go and score more goals. And we just don't do it enough. That's that's my main problem for today. Uh, just to address the question, of course, I always ask if we lose or draw. Was this, was this on Ten Hag? Um, well, I'll, I'll ask. I'll answer that question with a question. Did Ten Hag miss any chances today? Did uh, did he miss any headers? Any any uh, sitters? Did did he, did he kick the ball over the bar? No, he didn't touch the ball because he's not on the pitch. Um, I don't think he really got anything wrong with his team selection. I thought his subs were decent um, but the starting 11 that we put out on that pitch could have and should have quite easily beaten Bournemouth we should have had Bournemouth beaten at half time in this game um, even though okay we let a goal in, in the first 5 minutes whatever you've still got 40 minutes left um, something for you I, I'll tell you a little something as the audience right if any of you because I, I don't know what you think as the audience because of course how would I, how would I know that If you're watching one of these games and thinking, I wonder what Matt's thinking of the current situation. Keep in mind that if we're losing a game, unless it's by like five or six or something, even if it's by, let's say, two or three, let's say it's a two or three goal margin, right? I will never let it go that in the, and I know it's different circumstances and whatever, but it's just maths and timing. We scored two goals in ninety nine to win a final we were losing in the 91st minute and within one minute we scored two goals and won the game so that's two goals in one minute Uh, if you look at city in the cup final they scored within 10 seconds from a kickoff Um, it doesn't take it it takes mere seconds to score a goal so even when this game was winding down and it was 70th minute 75th 80 85 90 into extra time even when we were into uh, extra time added time even when we're into added time, I thought, okay, five minutes, you could grab two and put the pressure on. Maybe grab a third, uh, get a draw. Is a draw a good result? No, but it's better than losing the game. Um, so there's that. So, so just keep in mind, like that. that's usually what's going through in my mind. Like If we're losing by one to three goals and you've got more than five, ten minutes left, there's more than enough time to get three to four goals. I know it's a lot to score in that time, but it it can be done. You just have to do it properly. You just have to put away your chances, which we failed to do. Um, But aside from that, in terms of the performance, like I said, I don't want to gloss over the actual performance. I saw some beautiful things out on that pitch today. I saw some really good combination plays. I saw players running more, fighting more. I saw them getting into crunching tackles. I saw them pressing really well. I saw some really good passes. I saw some really good combination play but it all amounts to nothing really if um, you can't put away your chances and then you concede three and then you end up losing 3-0 but we've just got to make more of what we've what we've got uh for the goals i don't have much to say about each of them actually so i'm not really going to talk about them a whole lot today um the first goals is just good, co- good combination play from them it's 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 more of a team error sort of thing Again, this is one of them goals of, like, multiple opportunities to close down. Keeper could have maybe done better, I guess. But they just caught us out. They they really just caught us out. Uh, so that was their first goal. Um, then then some subs that we did. Uh, 56 minutes. Hoyland uh, on for Martial. Again, he keeps doing this. And I don't... It's not the worst thing in the world for Tendog to be choosing to do. Um... But I really want to see them both on the pitch. I want to see what they both can do on on the pitch. Again, put, like, Martial on the left. Uh, put Hoyland in the middle or something. Put them both up front, change formation or something. Um, you can play, you know, two strikers. But it's a normal substitution, but I understand why he's done it. Uh, then they scored their second goal. I can remember their third goal. Their third goal was a header from a corner. Again, you just got to clear that stuff properly or... Beat the man in the air. Uh, I think the second goal was a cross into the box, wasn't it, or something? Uh, and they headed it in. Again, th- these are all kind of similar sort of... They bopped the ball around a little bit, crossed it in the box, and um, uh, that 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 kind of thing. So uh, that was their second goal. Uh, then they scored their third one. Uh, it's across cross from, from a corner, I believe it was. Uh, they don't manage to clear it. Then we made some subs. Um, Evans on for Shaw, Palestrium for Anthony, and Rashford on for Gnaccio. Which means Rashford is on the left. Thank goodness. Um, Evans on for Luke Shaw. I couldn't remember who was on the bench actually. I still can't even right now. I didn't really look at the bench properly today. Um, I thought Shaw had had a good game. I'm not sure what that substitution was about, but it could be to do with injuries or fitness. Who, who knows with this with this team? I mean, Shaw's just come back from an injury, hasn't he? So. Um, there's that uh palestrian for anthony i have some very good things to say about anthony today and i wouldn't have subbed him off but he wanted to try something different i suppose i i i don't know um and then rashford on for ganacho ganacho had a strange game today i felt um he sort of was beating a few people on the left side but then just something just kept going wrong with that final third product um I'm not sure, but he looked at different options and Rashford was sort of made sense for that. I will say on the Rashford side of things, because there's certain players from the fan base that are looked at as undroppable. Uh, two of them being Bruno and Rashford. Excuse me. Um, clearly Rashford is, well, benchable at least. Um, which he's done in the last two games because he's been starting Ganacho. And ganacho has been playing really well. I would keep playing him on the left side. Um, He's got a few things to work out with his game, of course, Ganacho, but I I think starting him over Rashford makes sense. Anthony being back on the right I think was really good uh, because I I just wouldn't want to see Rashford on that side again. So, um, again, I don't really think Tenog really got much wrong today. Um, I think this was on the finishing again. And you could say... See, This the thing. You could say, right... Oh, you're saying, you know, should score more goals, what about letting in less goals? If we were as clinical as we should have been in the opening, let's say 20 minutes, and we'd gone 4 5 nil up, you might see that as an exaggeration, but we could have, or maybe maybe 3, maybe 4, maybe 5 nil up. Maybe you kill off Bournemouth's momentum, and maybe they don't get the sort of momentum later on in the game to even get near our goal you could end up doing something like that whether you get that momentum shift in the game where we've like battered them which is what we should have done um and then we just take them out of the game which is again which is what we should have done but we weren't clinical enough and uh that was what happened so um anyway i've got, i know who my man of the match is going to be um so let's take a break we'll come back and do our play ratings see you in a minute Today's sponsor is Manscaped, you can get 20% off with your order with Manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them which is UK. that's UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped, they sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants, you don't even need to google Manscaped themselves, you can click on the link in your show notes whether you're on a podcast player or the website. Uh, version of the episode and you can go and click on that link in the show notes that's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well so you can either copy and paste the promo code etalkuk you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20 percent off your order with manscaped and free shipping first-hand quality professional with manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about manscapes quality thanks very much to manscape for sponsoring entertainment talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Alright, player ratings. Um, I'll go with a 9, not a 10, because he was involved in uh, the chance and goal scoring, lack of creation, all that sort of stuff. The GA, if you want to call it that. Uh, Going to go with a 9 for, for Anthony, my man of the match for today. I felt he really did some really, really good stuff out there. Uh, there was a point where he like went past two players on the right-hand side, was blatantly fouled. Ref just sort of didn't pay any attention. Uh, I thought his hold-up play was a little bit better. I thought he worked really well with Delow on the le- on the right-hand side, which is like the first time that's ever happened. Uh, maybe it was because Bournemouth gave us a bit more space. Maybe. But I still felt like the communication was really good there. Uh, I'd still prefer him with wan on the right-hand side. But I felt that um, he did do some good work down the right-hand side. Um, just didn't get any assists or any goals for himself. But um, in order for like... In terms of him sort of weaving down the wings, going left and right, not just being so, you know, left foot uh, directional, if, if that makes sense. Um, he tried to do some different stuff. and I, I I just thought it worked a lot a lot better today, so I'm going to give him a man of the match. Let's go back to Inana. Um, I'll give him a six. I thought his distribution was pretty good, actually, today. Uh, he did let in three goals, which is why I'm giving him a six. His distribution was quite good. His shot-stopping... Yeah, points was, was was quite good. I don't really think the goals are sort of, oh my god, Onana, I can't believe you let that in sort of thing. Um, but I thought it was good. There were some really risky passes that were played today as well from lots of players. But it all was working really well. I, I'm so annoyed that we... I mean, I'm annoyed anyway that we lost this game. But uh, like if you play badly and you lose and you get fairly beat and you can be like... Alright, we, we, we didn't do our job today, you know. We we were we were fairly beaten. And we were fairly beaten, but we played so well. We played so well at points. Pass and move, you know how much I like using that phrase and whatever. It's 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 very important and you could see that in this game today. So uh Delow, I thought Delow was decent from what I remember, some good combination with Anthony. Uh maybe they've been working in training on it or something. Um I thought he was quite good. I'd probably give him like a seven. Let's talk about Harry Maguire, surely, for a minute. He was down and out, off in the summer, off to West Ham. We'd accepted a bid. I think it was £40 He said, nope, I'm not signing those personal terms. I'm staying and I'm fighting for my place. I'll tell you what I've noticed different about Maguire, right? What what were the two things that he... I mean, there's a lot of things that he was bad at. I'm not saying he's completely turned a corner, but he is turning that corner. And even as someone who... Okay, he's not my preference, he's not one of my favourite players. As I've said many times, I try to be balanced and fair, and even if there's players that I don't particularly get on with and whatnot, um, I'll still give them a fair shout when they when they do the job. I've noticed in these last, it's been what, four, five, six games, he's, since he's had this little like run of form, he's using his strength more. I don't know if some of you have noticed, but so, so okay. What what is he supposed to be for for us? What do I see him as? He is supposed to be our big imposing defender that won't run after people, but he'll cover ground and like bother the opposition. He'll 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 be there to annoy you. He'll sort of get up in your face. He'll be the big imposing sort of. I'm gonna shove you off the ball because I'm stronger than you, not because I'm fouling you, but because I'm stronger than you. Win the headers in the air, that kind of stuff. That's what he's supposed to be doing. And he used to fail to to do that quite a lot. He used to slip over a lot, a lot, and stuff. Um, and he has gotten, he has definitely gotten faster. Um, and look, we did see some training videos of him running around and working hard. And what what has he continuously said? He's continuously said, "I want to fight for my place. I don't want to give up. I want to keep working hard." And look, if he turns around this corner, because pretty much all of us wanted him gone, I did, you probably did, as as fans um the manager had him dropped out you know stripped of the captaincy. seat and i'm not saying he's like you know one of the best players in the world but he's doing better um i saw him doing passer move like he was a winger at one point today uh like he was trying to play someone through on goal like a midfielder and he's a center back and like i've not got a problem with him doing that i think that's quite cool but it's amazing to see um but he looks a little bit slimmer as well, I'm not saying he was fat before, but like n- nice and sort of. You want to be strong and muscular. You don't want to be too big to the point where you can't run fast enough to catch anybody, which is what he used to be. Uh, he looks more athletic, is what I'm trying to say. Um, I can't even believe I'm saying these words right now. Um, look, he could have a disaster at Anfield, and we'll be like, "Oh, get rid of him. He's terrible." What? What were you all thinking? He's always been that bad player. Whatever. That might happen, right? But. Credit where credit's due. I think he's turning a corner. Um, so at what point will I turn around and say like he should stay in this squad? Now this is a big ask. Well, it's not really actually. I want him to keep this up for the rest of the season. You, you might do it till January. The end of January. The end of February. The end of March. And he might have one or two back games in between now and then. But if you can keep up a bit of form that's similar to this. And you can do it until the end of the season then we can have a bit more of a different conversation. But the problem is, he's been bad for three, four, however, however many years. He's been bad for so long that, like, it, since he started playing better, it's like, oh, uh, uh, are we sure we want to be positive about him? Like, are we allowed to do that? We, 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 all, we all said that we... I mean, I don't think I ever said that I hated him. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But I don't recall myself saying that. And, of course, there's been abuse hurled at him, but... Uh, I don't think I've held held abuse it in myself. I've said he's like rubbish and terrible and things like that. But um, one thing for me to, in terms of me keeping my own standard in terms of how I treat these players, obviously verbally is okay. You can call them out for doing bad stuff. You don't resort to name calling. Um, you can say that they've done su- stupid stuff like stupid passes or whatever, but you don't lean into abuse. You, you don't do that. And I don't believe I ever have. Um, i Probably will never will. And even, no matter how angry I get, at any of these players, I have I person I'm just talking about myself personally in the in the in the in the, st- in the personal standard that I hold myself to. Because I can't control what other people say. Of course, you can call other people out for what they say, but you can't control what they say. You don't hurl abuse at people. Um, and look, he's been terrible. He's been awful. He's been a car crash at points. Um, but look, if he's trying to work on himself and he really wants to play for Manchester United. You you do what you got to do, and you keep working hard. Uh, that being said, um, I'll give him a 9, I think, yeah. Very good performance today. Luke Shaw, um, I've noticed a little something about Luke Shaw. I feel like I've maybe had it in my mind before, but it's now sort of you know clicked, if, if you know what I mean. He's a bit, um, he's really good in the attack. Winning the ball back, go, doing those forward runs, he's a decent left centre-back. I'm trying to think of the correct word to use laps daisy La- What's the word that I'm looking for? He, he sometimes doesn't pay attention defensively when things are going on. Like that second, I think it's the second goal that they scored, the one that they crossed over into the box. He was marking that person. And he didn't really try to like impose himself or jump or really do much. And I've seen him do that before. Um, he is quite an attacking player, so playing him at left-centre-back doesn't always work. But, mate, you can't do that at Anfield next weekend, or we'll get stuffed. And can we please have a year where we don't get stuffed at Anfield? Can, can we walk away with a draw? Is that too much to ask? Um, I know something about Anfield, we seem to f- completely forget how to play football, and Liverpool seemed to just be this beast. Against us, specifically. Like, it's 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 crazy. Uh, Luke Shaw, I'd give him a six. I thought it was very good going forward and stuff in the attack, but you've got a defensive job to do, and he didn't do that. Reguilon, um, it was interesting to see two left-backs operating in the way that they did. Because you sort of had at points, like... Uh, Amrabat sat deep. Maguire got forward. Regulon was almost, like, at left wing. Luke Shaw was, like, at left back. And the two... Why players on the right have pushed forward quite a lot, which which is good. I want the team to be attacking. That's how May Knight have always played. Um, but yeah, I thought he was really really good today, Regulon. Um, he almost makes me think he's he reminds me of Teles in that attacking way that he plays. Uh, but I thought Regulon was really good. I'll, I'll give him an eight. Uh, McTominay invisible in midfield. Um, he was part at points. Sorry, he was, at points, part of the sort of good combination player. But he wasn't the main thrust of it. Um, attacking, I mean, he didn't score a goal. Which is what we've been relying on him for. That's why he's in this team. Um, we've got we've got to just stop this midfield experiment. What you almost could have done today... I'm looking at this team shoot right now. Okay, Have Amrabat as a lone six. Because he was perfectly fine on his own. Move everybody up. Um, put... I don't know how this would look, but I'm just trying to think about how I would do this. Because I noticed a lot of times Martial would drop off like a false nine. He would pick up the ball, hold it up, pass it wide. Then there'd be nobody in the middle. So if you could have done it... So the Amrabat was sitting in front of the back four. Some of the back four had pushed up. Antony and Ganaccio out wide. Uh, Bruno in his sort of ten roll. Um... Martial almost kind of in that with him, so they have some combination play. Then you stick McTominay in front of Martial and Bruno so he can do the poacher goal thing. Because there was nobody to do that until we brought Hoyland on. But then when we took brought Hoyland on, we took Martial off. So that player sort of dropping deep to pick up the ball to, like, ping it around it was gone. Nobody was doing that. McTominay was still there doing nothing. And Hoyland wasn't getting the ball passed to him. So when we had Martial on the pitch... And you were getting these good combination plays with McTominay not doing anything because he should be in the box. Do you get what I mean? Like it should have been, a, but then you would have needed like a different formation or something, because um, unless you could have played like Bruno and marcial as two eights and put McTominay up front, but then that's not the that's not what McTominay was told to do because Amrabat was perfectly fine on his own in midfield, and Bruno was running around like a blue ass fly uh, or a. Um, What's, what's the other phrase? There's, there's a lot of different phrases. Uh, b- like a busy bee uh, winning the ball and stuff. Um, So he was sort of covering that ground. And Amrabat was sitting there picking up the ball. And then McTominay was just kind of standing there. <laughs> it's like, mate, go, go and get in the box. The thing is what I don't understand with McTominay at times. Mm. You must know what you're good at. You must know that you're good at heading and you're good at finishing. So when we're on the edge of the box, just run into the box. Honestly. Like, that's how he got his goal against Chelsea. Uh, the, the two goals, anyway. was because he was in the box. Uh, particularly that first goal that he got, the one that sort of dropped to him and he had the poacher's goal and it went in. You were able to score that because you were in the box. Not because you were sitting on the edge of the box waiting to cross it in or do something creative. Like, that's where other players should be. Um, it, it's annoying this sort of role McTominay has been given in this team. So, anyway. Um... I'd give him... uh, We didn't really do much, did he? I'd give him like a three. He was probably our worst player on the pitch, but he wasn't actually specifically bad. He just wasn't effective. Amrabat. I thought this was his best game easily for Manchester United. Uh, He was actually able to get around the pitch a bit more, looked a bit more fresh and a bit more fit. And now that he's come back from injury and actually had a run of games, maybe he's starting to click into gear a bit more. We're going to need him at Anfield as well. Excuse me. Um, I thought it was brilliant. I'll give him a nine. Anthony already talked about him. Ganaccio, I'd give him a 7. Um, lots and lots of really good play and movement from him, but just didn't really have that end product, and it was a bit annoying to see. But then, again, we had this double-sided problem. It was like, when when Ganaccio went to cross, some, to cross the ball into the box, Marcelo dropped deep to pick up the ball in the edge of the box. Nobody was in it for Ganaccio to cross the ball into. And then when we brought Hoyland on and we were already losing, we stopped... Crossing the ball into the box, <laughs> so like I don't I don't know what we're, it's, it's just annoying what we're doing. Um, Bruno Fernandez, um, I'd give him his shirt number, number eight. Yeah, I'd give him an eight. I thought he was very effective, very very good. It was a few things he could have done a bit better and a bit differently. Um, it was interesting how because the one thing I always say about Bruno is how he operates in midfield in terms of um, I don't want the Hollywood passes from you. But because he was given so much space, he was able to easily, more easily do some of those passes. But he was getting stuck in and winning the ball and like keeping it really well and stuff and moving the ball about really well. Um, but he wasn't doing the thing that annoys me and other people, which is pinging the ball around needlessly all over the pitch and losing it. Um, at least not like loads of times or whatever, so... I thought it was very good. Uh, Martial, I'd give him an 8 as well. I thought it was very good with his hold-up play and combination play and stuff. Just didn't have that number 9 to link up with. I know he is literally a number 9 because that's his kit number. But anyway, I think I've explained the whole striker, poacher, sort of goal-scoring problem that we had today. So, um, Alright, let's go to the substitutes. I don't know who actually was on the bench. Uh there, we didn't see Evans subbed on, didn't see much of him, Hoyland was decent when subbed on, Cobby Maino, we didn't get to see him today. Um and even if you'd put mayo on for McTominay, that would have solved the midfield problem. It wouldn't have solved the goal scoring problem. So yeah, there you go. Uh Pelestri did did alright, Rashford did pretty well, was actually running more than we'd seen him before i uh, not sure whether Ten Hag said something to him or because he's been benched for two games. But hey, look, even if you're one of the big players at the football club, if you're not pulling your weight, I don't care who you play for. It could be Haaland, could be Foden, could be, uh, it could be Rashford at this club, it could be Jesus at Arsenal, it could be Mudrick at Chelsea, any, anybody that you want, any big player at any team. If you're not pulling your weight and not necessarily not playing for the badge, but you're just not doing what you should be doing and you get dropped to the bench you should then have it planted in your mind that like I've done something wrong I need to improve so when I get the chance next to be on that pitch I'm going to work harder at least and and do something a bit more Um, and that seemed to at least somewhat get into Rashford's head today so we'll see Uh, Van Der Beek good to see him on the bench I suppose Varane and Wambasaka. Uh, again, lots of reports. Van der Beek, Sancho, Casemiro, Varane, all apparently off in January. Um, I don't think we'll sell any of those players. I think we'll maybe loan one of them. Um, you got to remember as well, in terms of shifting specifically Sancho, which I don't want to do, I want to see Sancho play for the club, his wages are 350 a week. So because that's one of the problems we've continuously had at Man United when we tried to get rid of people like Lukaku and Sanchez and Pogba and especially Sanchez. My God, that was a problem. And they're on three, four, five hundred grand a week. And these teams are like "Mm, you're not performing. Why should we buy you? Oh, you're on three hundred grand a week. Um, We're not sure about paying you that much and, and that kind of stuff. And we struggle to shift them and then we end up letting them go for free or whatever. Or in Inter's case with Sanchez, we literally paid them to take him off of us. Uh so this whole this whole assumption of like, oh yeah, Varane, no problem, get rid of him. Casemiro, no problem, get rid of him. These players are on big wages. Um, I know the Ronaldo situation was a bit a bit different, but hey, Ronaldo ended up getting more than double of what he's getting now. But obviously that's the Saudi situation so and and the only other thing is like if any of those players get offered like hey you can get one or two million a week here over at Saudi uh, over the Saudi league maybe that's how they leave the club other than that I don't know who else is going to pay those sorts of wages for for people that aren't really active in the team but regardless of Casemiro though he's only not in the team because he's injured right now so with Van der Beek it's a different situation Sancho and Varane different situations so I don't know. I think what we'll do, we'll maybe loan one of, if not all of those players. And we'll loan a striker. I think that's what we'll end up doing. Um, anyway. Uh, missing players list. Oh my god, that's long. Uh, Casemiro, Diallo. Although I've heard Diallo's back in training now, which is good. Uh, a bit of competition for Anthony. Anthony's doing well. But competition didn't hurt anybody. Uh, so Casemiro, Diallo, Eriksen, Lindelof. Melasia, Martinez, Mount, and Sancho is unavailable. Okay. um, Score more goals, guys. How do we fix the problem? We score more goals. How do you score more goals? You you use your foot and kick it towards a goal. Um, I'd love to see the training. I bet they do. I bet they score like 50 goals a day in training or something. Um, I bet they've got like no problem scoring in training or something. I just, it, it's so annoying. We and look. Okay, if we look at the league table, all right, we're out. We're out the Carabao Cup. The FA Cup hasn't started yet. We're hanging off a cliff in terms of the Champions League. We're not done yet, but we could be. Here's the league table. I haven't done this in a while, actually. But maybe I'll start doing this. Liverpool. So this goes first to. I'll, I'll just go first to sixth. <laughs> Liverpool, 16 games played, uh, 37 points. Arsenal, same games, 36 points. Aston Villa, they're doing something mad, Uh, 35 points. Man City, now they're down to fourth, although they've not played yet this week. Although even if they do win the next game, they'll still be fourth. Tottenham, who also still have a game in hand, 27 points. Uh, And us, who did just play, but we lost, so same amount of points, 27. If we had won this game today... Uh, You think of how bad we started this season, right? And how bad, like, on the pitch, off the pitch, the sale, different things going on with different players, all kinds of shenanigans, right? We could have been 16 games in, level on points with Manchester City, having lost to Manchester City also, and also losing to Newcastle, who are right next to us, who could go above us if they win tomorrow. Um, this has been a very interesting season so far because, like, Arsenal were on top, they lost today. Man City lost to Villa, Villa also beating who would they be? Arsenal today. Uh, Liverpool actually, the ones at the top. Um, so this like dominant city thing, and sure, they could win every game the rest of the season, and they got Luton tomorrow. Um, yeah. So Man City at the moment are so the ones that we're looking at. Game in hand, granted, seven points behind Liverpool. Mm. And we're only three points behind them. It's very curious, isn't it? But Aston Villa sitting in third on 35 points, having beaten Manchester City last week. There was some talk last week of... Because um, I'm I'm not paying like, specific attention to what Villa are doing. Um, Someone said somewhere last week that like... What about if they have a Leicester season? Like, did anybody expect Leicester to win the league in, what was it, 2016 or something? No, nobody did. But do you know what Leicester City kept doing? They kept winning 1-0, kept winning 1-0, kept winning 1-0. What have Villa just done for the last two weeks? Beating Arsenal 1-0, beaten City 1-0. You only need 38 goals to win the Premier League. In fact, you probably don't need that many because you can prob- you could probably fall to, dr- to draw a few games. Um... What about if Villa for the next ten games just one nil, one nil, one 0 Because you don't need goal, you don't need goal difference to necessarily win this league. Although we did in 2012, you need points, and it doesn't matter if it's one 0 or five nil. And Villa just one nil, one nil, beating Arsenal, beaten City. Okay, they did it at their own ground. It's curious. Um. Yeah, it's interesting to see. Anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments on this game, the Premier League table so far. It's it's twisting and turning, but it's, uh, it makes for a good story, doesn't it? It makes for a good story. Because, okay, when, when we used to win the league a lot of times, and we're like, oh, we won it again, we won it again, we won it again, and it was our main night of winning, but of course I enjoyed it because it was my team. The, the, the villain of the Premier League at the moment is Manchester City, and I think... For everybody who isn't a City fan, for those of them out there that do exist, <laughs> uh, we don't know. Nobody wants to keep seeing City win the Premier League. It's not entertaining. It's not interesting, and they're also cheating. <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, they they've got three in a row. That's that's too many. Um, how about somebody else win it this year? How about somebody else do a surprise and we, we we take down this villainous Manchester City? Although as it stands, it's not in their hands right now. It's not in Manchester City's hands right now. Um, One of Villa, Arsenal or Liverpool... Because let's say Man City win every game apart from against those teams for the rest of the season. If Villa, Arsenal or Liverpool do the same thing, they will finish above Man City. And they won't win the league. Um, And we're only three points off them. Three points. So... Anyway, we'll see. Uh, Matthew at talk dot Twitter e Talk UK. Has information in the show notes. Um, let me know what you think of everything I've mentioned. Entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk TV, games, films, main night podcasts. Let me know. Uh, sorry, uh, check out what what we do. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. Check them all out and stuff like that. Uh, check them out. What out on social media? Tell other people about what we're doing. Where they can find it. Patreon, five dollar, ten dollar level tiers. add free podcast review options. Um, Geektown Radio on Tuesdays, geektown.co.uk. Remember the Geektown Awards voting is open, so go over to geektown.co.uk or search search for Geektown Awards uh, and do your voting for that. And also check out the TV and film news. Uh, Beck's over on Twitch and other platforms. Trust to for retro chat, game other streams, and to other work on other platforms. Uh, Trust to bytes. Um, me over on Twitter, talk UK and YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening and I'll see you for Bayern Munich on, I believe it's Tuesday. And then next Sunday, half past four, we go to Anfield. It has not been good for us at Anfield in the last couple of years. 7-0, 4-0 or 5-0, whatever it was. But they're just a football team. They're just an, a, a team of 11 human beings. The same as us. Uh, Bruno can't play in that game, by the way. He's suspended. So uh, but please don't put McTominay in that midfield. But can we put Mano in that sort of game? I don't know. I'm about surely got to play. I don't know who the other two midfield slots are. Donny? No, of course not. Um, Yeah, next Sunday. Because even if we beat Bayern, we might still be out of the Champions League. We're all aware of that. I think what the eyes are on next is what can we do at Anfield next weekend? Oh boy! All right. Anyway, there's lots of stuff to happen between now and then. Thank you very much. For, thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you then. Goodbye.